ஆச்சாரிய or ask him to be seated and fail to do the customary honors in his great conceit indra persuaded himself to believe that the shastras allowed him as a king in court the prerogative of receiving guests seated brihaspati was hurt and attributing it to the arrogance of prosperity silently left the assembly without the high priest of the gods the court lost in splendor and dignity and became an un- unimpressive gathering indra soon realized the foolishness of his conduct and sensing trouble for himself from the acharya's displeasure he thought to make up with him by falling at his feet and asking for forgiveness but this he could not do because prihaspati had made himself invisible this preyed on indra's mind with prihaspati gone indra's strength began to decline while that of the asuras increased which encouraged the latter to attack the gods then brahma taking pity on the beleaguered gods advised them to take unto themselves a new acharya said he to them you have through indra's folly lost brihaspati go now to twashtas san vishwarupa and request that noble spirit to be your preceptor all will be well with you heartened by these words the gods sought the youthful ankarite vishwarupa and made their request to him saying though young in years you're well versed in the vedas do us the honor of being our teacher vishwarupa agreed to the great advantage of the gods for as a, as a result of his guidance and teaching they were saved from the harrying asuras vishwarupa's mother was of the asura clan of daityas which caused indra to regard vishwarupa with suspicion he feared that because of the birth of vishwarupa to an asura vishwarupa might not be quite loyal indra's suspicions gradually deepened apprehending danger to himself from this descendant of the enemies of the gods indra sought to entice vishwarupa into error with the 
temptresses of his court and so weaken him spiritually. But Vishwarupa did not succumb. The artful and seductive blandishments of Indra's glamour girls had no effect on the young ascetic. He held fast to his vow of celibacy. When Indra found that his plan of seduction failed, he gave way to murderous thoughts. One day, he killed Vishwarupa with the Vajra Yudha. The story goes that the world suffers vicariously for this great sin of Indra. As a result of it, parts of the earth turned alkaline, became unsuitable for cultivation. Women came to be afflicted with the physical troubles and uncleanness peculiar to them. The frothing of water is also attributed to this. Twashta, in his great rage and grief at Indra's cruel killing of his son and desirous of avenging his death, performed a great sacrifice and out of the sacrificial flames sprang Indra's mortal enemy, Vritra. Him, Twashta, sent against the chief of the gods, saying, Enemy of Indra, may you be strong, may you kill Indra. A great battle raged between the two in which Vritra was gaining the upper hand. When the battle was going against Indra, the rishis and the gods sought refuge in Vishnu who offered them protection and said to them, Be not afraid. I shall enter Indra's Vajra Yudha and Indra will win the battle in the end. The gods returned in good heart. They went to Vritra and said to him, Please make friends with Indra. You are both equal in strength and valour. Vritra respectively answered, O blameless ones, how can Indra and I become friends? Forgive me. There cannot be friendships between rivals for supremacy. Two great powers cannot coexist, as you know. The rishis said in reply, Do not entertain such doubts. Two good souls can be friends, and their friendship can be of enduring quality. Vritra yielded, saying, Well then, I shall cease fighting, but I have no faith in Indra. He might take me unawares. So I seek this boon of you, namely that neither by day nor by night, neither with dry weapons nor with wet ones, neither with stone nor with wood, nor with metals nor with arrows, Shall Indra be able to take my life? So be it, 
said the rishis and the gods hostilities ceased but soon vritras fears were confirmed indra only feigned friendship but he was all the time waiting for a suitable opportunity to slay vritra one evening he met vritra on the beach began to attack him in the twilight the battle raged for a long while when vritra praising the lord vishnu said to indra meanest of the mean why do you not use the unfailing vajrayudha hmm? hallowed by hari use it against me i shall attain blessedness through hari indra maimed vritra by chopping off his right arm but the latter hurled with his left hand his iron mace at his assailant who thereupon cut down his other arm then indra disappeared into the mouth of vritra great was the consternation of the gods but indra was not dead he ripped vritra's belly open and issuing forth went to the nearby shore and directing his thunderbolt at the water hurled it so that the surf flew and hit vritra vishnu having entered the foam it became a deadly weapon and the mighty vritra lay dead The long battle thus ended and the afflicted world heaved a sigh of relief but to Indra himself the end of the war brought only ignominy because his victory was secured through sin and deceit and he went into hiding for sheer shame Indra's disappearance caused the gods and the rishis great distress for a people without a king or a council of state to govern them cannot prosper so they went to the good and mighty king nahusha offered him the crown forgive me i cannot be your king who am i to aspire uh, to to aspire to the seat of to the seat of indra how can i how can i protect you it is impossible he humbly objected thus but they insisted saying do not hesitate be anointed our king all the merit and potency of our penance will be yours and be an addition to your strength the power and the energy of everyone you set your eyes on shall be transferred to you and you will be invincible thus overpowered he agreed this story shows that even in the world of the gods there was a revolution leading to indra's dethronement and nahusha's installation as king in his stead 
the story of Nahusha's fall in the next chapter is also instructive. Yatra Yogeshwara Krishno Yatra Partho Dharurtarah Tatra Sri Vijayo Bhutir Dhruvani Tirma Tirmima The Mahabharata Chapter 52 Nahusha The sin of the unrighteous slaughter of Vritra pulled Indra down from his high estate and made him a fugitive. Nahusha became the king of the gods in his stead. Nahusha started well, assisted by the merit and the fame earned by him while he was a king on earth. Thereafter, he fell on evil days. The assumption of the kingship of the gods filled him with arrogance. He lost his humility, became filled with lawless desires. Nahusha indulged freely in the pleasures of heaven and gave himself up to untamed and lecherous thoughts. One day, he saw Indra's wife and became enamored of her. Possessed by evil thoughts, he spoke in tones of command to the assembled gods. Why has not Sachi Devi, the wife of the king of the gods, come to me? Am I not the king of the gods now? Send her to my house soon. When Sachi Devi learnt this, Indra's wife was indignant. In fear and distress, she went to Brihaspati and cried out, Preceptor, Preceptor, save me from this wicked person. Brihaspati offered her protection. Fear not, Indra will soon be back. Stay here with me. You will regain your husband. When Nahusha learnt that Sachi Devi did not agree to fall in with his wishes and that she sought and obtained shelter under Brihaspati's roof, he became angry. The king's displeasure frightened the gods. They protested, King of the gods, be not angry. Your anger will make the world sad. Sachi Devi is another's wife. Do not covet her. Do not swerve from the path of righteousness. But the infatuated Nahusha would not listen to them. Tauntingly, he said to them, mm. When Indra lusted for Ahalya, where were your principles of righteousness and good conduct? Huh? Why did you not prevent him then and why do you stop me now? What did you do when he so shamelessly murdered Vishwarupa when the latter was in penance and, and where was your virtuous horror when he killed Vritra through deceit? Sachidevi's only course is to come and live with me and it will be for your good to get her 
reconciled to my proposal and leave her in my charge so now set about it the affrighted gods decided to talk the matter over with prihaspati and somehow contrived to bring sachi devi to nahusha they all went to prihaspati related to him what nahusha had said and pleaded that sachi devi should submit to nahusha's desires at which the chaste sachi devi shook with shame and fear and cried out my god i cannot do it i sought refuge in you oh brihaspati do protect me brihaspati consoled her and said he who betrays one who has sought refuge will meet with destruction the very earth will not let the seed that he sows sprout i will not give you up nahusha's end is approaching be not afraid he indicated a, a way of escape from her difficult situation by hinting that she should pray for time and the shrewd sachi devi took the hint bravely went to nahusha's palace As soon as Nahusha saw her pride and lust having deprived him of his senses he was beside himself with joy and said O fair one do not tremble I am the lord of the three regions there can be no sin in your becoming my wife Hearing Nash Nahusha's words the virtuous Indrani Indra's wife trembled for a moment but regaining composure she replied king of the gods before i become yours i have a request to make is indra alive or is he dead if he is alive where is he If after making enquiries and searching for him I do not find him then no sin will attach to me and I could become your wife with a clear conscience Nahusha said mm, what you say is right go and search for him and be sure to return remember the plighted word saying this he sent her back to Brihaspati's house the gods went to the great vishnu and complained to him of nahusha they said lord it was your might that killed vritra but indra bears the sin of it and ashamed and afraid to show himself in his unclean state he has hidden himself pray indicate a way of deliverance for him narayana said in reply let him worship me he will be cleansed of sin and the evil minded nahusha will meet with destruction 
Sachi Devi prayed to the goddess of chastity and by her grace reached where Indra was in hiding Indra had reduced himself to the size of an atom and hid himself in a fiber of the stem of a lotus plant growing in Manas Sarovar he was doing penance in that state waiting for better days Sachi Devi could not contain herself for sorrow at her husband's plight and burst into tears she acquainted him with her troubles indra spoke words of courage to her nahusha's end is drawing near he said go to him by yourself tell him that you consent to his proposal ask him to come to your residence in a palanquin carried by the seven rishis then nahusha will be destroyed sachi devi went and pretended to agree to nahusha's proposal as indra had asked her to do overjoyed that she had returned to him in this complacent mood the foolish nahusha burst out blessed one i am your slave and ready to do your every bidding you've been true to your word Yes, I've come back. You will be my husband. But I want you to do something which I very much desire. Are you not the lord of the world? It is my wish that you should come majestically to my house in a grander style than the great Vishnu even or Rudra. or even all asuras let the palanquin be borne on their shoulders by the seven rishis i shall then be glad and receive you and bid you welcome nahusha fell into the trap what a grand idea your imagination is wonderful it pleases me exceedingly It is but meet that the great rishi should carry me who am blessed with the powers of absorbing the energy of all those on whom my eyes fall I shall do exactly as you have wished He sent her back home The infatuated Nahusha called the rishis bade them carry him on their shoulders at the sacrilege the three worlds were aghast and trembled but worse was to come as the palanquin was carried along inflamed with thoughts of the beautiful sachi devi waiting for him nahusha was impatient to reach her soon so he began goading the rishi bearers of his palanquin to go faster and he went so far in his mad wickedness to kick agastya one of the bearers saying sarpa 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 means to move 
but sarpa also means serpent the insanity of lust and arrogance had reached its culmination nahusha's cup of iniquity was full meanest of the mean do thou fall from heaven and become a sarpa on earth cursed agastya rishi in his wrath immediately nahusha fell headlong down from heaven became a python in the jungle and had to wait for several thousand years for his deliverance indra was restored to his state he became the king of the gods and sachi devi's grief ended relating the story of the sufferings of indra and his wife to yudhishthira and draupadi at upaplavya their uncle salya tried to comfort them victory awaits the patient those whom prosperity makes arrogant meet with destruction you your brothers and draupadi have gone through untold sufferings like indra and his wife your trials will soon be over and you will regain your kingdom the evil minded karna and duryodhana will be destroyed even as nahusha was said salya to the pandavas yatra yogeshwara krishno yatra partho dhanurtara तत्र श्री विजयो भूतिर्ध्रुवाणी तिर्मतिर्मिमा